Money Podcast. My name is Luke Miller, your host, and my mission with this podcast is to always strengthen the tile industry. We are doing this with our business discussions and education designed for contractors by contractors. Tile Money is assisting tile contractors around the world to build profitable, sustainable businesses. The result, a stronger industry from the installer up. Today, we got another great discussion lined up for you. We got a second a second timer, and I'm going to be having a lot of these this year in 2022. A lot of reoccurring guests. We had Brent Hosusta on uh, in March of March 16th of 2021. And if you missed that interview, I highly recommend you check it out. The link is in the show notes. This time he brought a guest with him. It is his business mentor that he's hired since we had his, our first discussion. And it's amazing to see the improvements and the growth that uh, Harley has been able to help Brent with over the last six uh, or nine months that they've been working together. I know you're going to enjoy this. Before we get to the episode, though, I do need to thank the sponsors of the show. The NTCA, the National Tile Contractors Association, that could be your most valuable resource as a tile contractor. They are 75 years old as an association this year, and so they can answer any question you have when it comes to the business of tile, being a tile contractor, or installations, um, you know, assist you with your complicated problems in the field, or you can introduce yourself and meet an expert. Uh, whatever the case might be, join the NTCA uh, for to meet some of the most profitable and professional tile contractors in the United States and North America. Ladycrete International, we want to thank Ladycrete, uh, a great leading innovator in uh, tile and installation materials world. They literally invented ThinSet and won the World Trade Center contract for providing that lightweight solution to build the world's tallest buildings at the time. How cool is that? A great American story. Family-run, privately-held company with family values that you can feel. Ladycrete provides everything you need to install tile from waterproofing, grout, and silicone. It is a one-stop shop. GoBoard is an innovative tile backer board manufactured by Johns Manville. Discover the possibilities with this easy-to-cut and handle waterproof product. It's very lightweight, very durable. Carry a bunch of boards. You can achieve ANSI A118.1 compliant installations using their GoBoard Pro sealant. Uh, it's got, it's in the 20 ounce sausage packs, guys. Ask your distributors to grab them. Learn more jam.com slash go board. Happy tileguy.com is, uh, where tile contractors are getting professional websites built fully search engine optimized for lead generation. And that is your online hub in 2022 for your tile contracting business. That is where everybody wants to go to learn more about you after they've seen you on social media. All right, everyone enjoy this episode with Brent and Harley. I know you're going to dig it. So yeah, no, thanks for thanks for joining me, guys. Uh, it's it's good to have Brent back in the studio. It's been what about a year? We got the Red Bull man. We got Harley, Harley joining us. That's right, <laughs> ready to go. And Brent has just gotten back from some training, so he is all pumped up. And yeah, I am. We're gonna have a fun show today, I think. So why don't we do why don't we do some introductions, Brent, uh, and then Harley? Why don't Brent you introduce yourself? And we do have you know of course that first episode, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes so people can listen to that. But if you want to just give us an overview of who you are and where you're at in the world. Yeah, hi everyone. I'm Brent Fischusta with Custom Installations, and uh, I'm out of Silver Lake, Minnesota, and I'm currently running a brick and mortar flooring installation shop specializing in custom tile installation, hardwood floor refinishing. Uh, we do LBP install 
Um, and, um, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we go, you know, like I mentioned, we go real deep on the first one, uh, from, you know, the Brent's beginning in the trade, you know, his really early years all the way up to where he's at today. So it's, it's well worth a listen. And if you've heard it, you might want to re-listen to it. Harley, uh, who are you? Why are you here today? And what's going on with that shirt? Yeah. Uh, well, I got invited by you, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so my name is Harley. I uh, born and raised down in Dallas, Texas. I'm up in Tulsa, Oklahoma now. Uh, I work at a place called Redmond Growth Consulting, where uh, we got connected with Brent earlier this year uh, in order to help him grow his tile company and uh, flooring company. But uh, we work with contractors all across the nation. We're, uh, we're at about a little under 150 business owners we work with right now. Um, and uh, this animal print shirt it's because it's Thursday, and Thursdays we wear Hawaiian shirts or animal print shirts. So uh, this is this is why I'm swagging this. I love it. So, I love it. I'm glad you have an excuse, Harley. <laughs> good alibi. You're right. Yeah, good alibi. But you're <laughs> but you're rocking it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's thir- yes. it's thirsty Thursdays tonight. It's thirsty Thursdays. Ooh. Yeah, same. It's thirsty Thursday. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, drinks, when I was single, there was always good drink specials, it seemed like, on thir- Thursdays. Downtown uh, Minneapolis, I remember all the breweries and stuff like that would have that special. <laughs> anyway, um, we, and Harley's here today, you know, frankly, Brent Brent suggested, how long have you been working together, by the way? Did what do you think? I think we're going on, is it a half a year, Harley? About six months. Oh, yeah, I think over half a year. I think our first conversation was back in March this year. Uh, oh, wow. March or, March, or, March or maybe even April. Time flies when you're having fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. So seven, eight months. So I reached out to Brent, and I said, Brent, I got to get you back on the podcast. We had such a great conversation the first time. I want to see where you're at because it's been, I think, one over one year since we've gotten together okay. so you guys must have met you know five six months after we last recorded our episode and then you know we started talking brent and then all of a sudden you text me one day you're like i got a great idea my business has benefited greatly i've got a uh, i've got harley a business coach he's helping me out in, in all these areas and i want to bring him on so that's that's how this got started so i'm really looking forward to today's you know conversation because uh, Brent has built something incredible and, and when he says it's it's getting better you know and Harley's the one of the key components here we definitely want to break into that you know for sure and when I talked to Harley Harley said you know what it is I want I wanted to focus on uh, helping Brent make a, a, a remarkable tile contractor company and, and you really emphasize that word remarkable so uh, that's kind of the, the theme of today is how can a tile contractor become remarkable and what that means. Uh, what does that mean, Harley, when you say a business, a contractor business can be remarkable? Yeah. Um, so let's give a short answer and a long answer. Um, the short answer is simply that you, you're, you're better than everyone else at everything, mm. uh, including to the the pinpoint details of how much better your business card is than everyone else. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so that's the short answer. The long answer is where this comes from. Uh, this comes from a book called purple cow 
by Seth Godin, mm-hmm. um, one of the best minds in the marketing world today. Um, and what he illustrates in this book is that he was traveling with his family out to France. And uh, apparently in like kids' books, there's a lot of like pasture images with lots of cows roaming and animals and stuff like that. Mm. Well, in France, that's like a real thing. So he was driving out in France. And there's like hundreds of cows just on these pasture lands as he's driving with his family. So he's like, wow, okay, this is a crap ton of cows here. That's amazing. Um, but then like five, ten minutes go by, and it's the same cows throughout the whole time. So he's like, okay, well, let's think about other stuff, you know, the same old, same old. Um, but then he thinks to himself, he's like, wait a minute, what if, uh, what if there was a purple cow in the middle of all those cows out there? Mm. You know, I bet I would want to park the car, go take a picture with this purple cow, share it, talk about it with other people, because that is a crazy-looking cow, and that's remarkable. Mm. And what his truth is, is that with all these businesses that are out there, contractors, real estate agents, um, I mean, tech companies, there's a ton of guys that are all saying the same things about what they provide. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were preached for decades and decades and decades to just just market, get your name out there, spend the advertising dollars. Mm-hmm. But it's gotten to the point where there's just way too much information out there. So it's not you just spending more money than others, but especially in the beginning. And then as you get to a higher ad budget, you, you need to make yourself look more remarkable. What, what makes you stand out versus any of the other hardwood flooring guys? any of the tile companies, mm. any of the roofing guys where you're not just saying the same spiel every time, but you're, you're doing things as uh, as simple as having weekly team meetings where you bring in breakfast and you're feeding the guys in order to have a good team meeting. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, just simple as that where you get to say, Hey, my company is different because we do these cool things. I love it. I love it. It's so, so true. I mean, what do you do? I install tile. Well, okay. <laughs> it's, it's the pasture of cows, man. The pasture of contractors, patch, pasture of flooring contractors. And, and after a while, they all get to, to, you know, they all get to look the same, you know, the, the vision gets blurred, you know? Um, so what type of things would you work on initially if somebody said, all right, I like, I like, I pick up what you're putting down. I like this, you know, how, how does someone start to think about differentiating themselves in this way? Is it just the, the, the tiny little things? I mean, is, is it a mindset? Well, I mean, Brent's here, and this is, this is all about Brent's success That's and right. growth over the past few months. So, Brent, what did we start working on in the first couple months? Rallying the team together and defining that, I'm the captain of the ship here and it's either you're with me or you're not. Mm. And me really understanding that I'm the one who's putting in the most energy and the most time and I am responsible. I'm the captain of the ship, but I delegate any and all things out that I can. So delegating out and just everybody understanding their role and what their role is within the company 
creating systems, and we can talk about that later. Um, in communication, team these team meetings that Harley talks about yeah. every Monday morning. Why was I, the question to me that I have, why, Harley, how scared to death was I <clears throat> to implement my whole team at the same time, which is five guys? Mm. Why was I so scared to talk to all five of them at the same time? Mm. They're my employees. Some of them been here for seven years. Yeah. Get them all in a circle at the same time mm-hmm. and talk about last week, how it went, how we can do better. Let's talk about this upcoming week and talk about goals that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. Harley, did I fight it? <laughs> uh, uh, you, yeah, you were very hesitant about it. Um, and I'll get, I'll give you some credit because, you know, these, these are things that like people hear about doing like weekly team meetings or tracking results or just any of these other like business book things that you read about. Mm-hmm. But it's not done a lot in small businesses because it's not normal. Mm-hmm. Like as simple as it sounds like having a weekly team meeting, for instance, here's some of the things uh, that could be obstacles for somebody hearing about this. They could say, well, it's just a team meeting. Like what, how good is that going to be for your team? Yeah. Um, and, or they'd say, well, you know, the guys, they're not going to be into it. Like they're not going to care about what I'm talking about. They're not, they're not going to focus. They're just, you know, they're just tile contractors. What, what do they care? Or, um, you know, I've never done a team meeting. What do I even cover in these team meetings? And, you know, Luke, if you want to go to the weeds of how we do this team meeting, we, we can talk about that today. Yeah, yeah, we should we should get in the weeds a little bit, you know, but I, I, I kind of want to back up at this point here, and I, I, okay. I got a little bit ahead of myself. Um, Brent, last time we talked, you know, and spoke together and, and did the first interview, you were cruising along and, and making progress year after year. I mean, things were getting better and better. And, you know, so what, what clicked in your head that you actually started to research and, and, and find, what was that story of how, why you started to research for something more, you know, and, and how you found Harley and his team and started, you know, working with him. Can you, can we talk about the, the beginning of that relationship and what that looked like and the thought process there? Because I think that's remarkable. I think that's unique in itself, right? I mean, for a contractor to actually, you know, realize that they need help and they're going to invest in their business in themselves. Yeah, great question. I, I believe it was in Flooring Store Owners Facebook group. Okay. That Redmond Growth Consulting was suggested and I can't think back now, nine months ago, who s- suggested that. And I wonder which one of your colleagues, Harley, is working with another floor store <clears throat> that suggested it. But there it was. They posted the link to Redmond Growth. And I knew my weaknesses. I, I feel like I understand my weaknesses and I understand my strengths. And the more responsibilities and as we grow, I understand even more how many weaknesses I have and where I want to invest my time. And I'm just having fun right now. Like this is fun and I'm, I'm enjoying it and I'm enjoying delegating every damn thing out, including the Harley, you know, this, you tell me to do things. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I got a guy for that. I know someone who's better than that, and I don't know how that comes off, but I guess I know where I want to be, and I know what makes me happy, and I know where I can produce the best. And I knew my weaknesses were understanding the financial end of things, you know, and I needed to get a grasp on that. Mm. And I, I, that's where I clicked on the link. I read the reviews and of course I was super hesitant of hiring something off of Facebook. And then I did some research. I read the reviews. I must've filled out a contact form, like contact me right And Harley called and we chatted and he told me the details and I'm trying to think back of the questions he asked me. I think he must have asked me of what my goals were. I told him what the goals were. He told me he could help me. My goals were to understand my numbers. Like how is simple now I think back of where my struggles were not even a year ago. How much money do I need to make just to pay my bills? And don't get me wrong. I was paying my bills. I've always just felt by opening up my Wells Fargo business account, I knew I was doing well. There was money in there and I was paying the bills. So it's not like I had a problem, but I didn't know how I really got there. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I didn't know why I was doing well other than charging charging a lot of money and being efficient at what we do and having the right guys doing the work. And it was kind of as that's how I was running this whole time. And now Harley's really helped me dial that in understanding the numbers. So I'd say what led me to trust him and hire him was there was no contract. You know, if I had to sign a contract, I don't even know if we would have been, here today, Harley, sure. because the trust factor for me would have been like, man, skeptical, right? Skept not trusting buying something off a line. Oh, and I know what it was. Harley, you gave me like three people to call. Mm-hmm. And you, so I called all three of these people and he goes, well, and these guys were great. They sold the system. They sold Harley as a person. They sold the Redmond growth as a company. And I was able to like, I realized I was talking to real people like, you know, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I didn't feel like they were getting a commission check. You weren't talking to Harley. You weren't talking to Harley's brother. (laughs) Exactly. That's cool, man. I, I, I love it. And, And it's not, so it sounds like really your, your, one of your main goals was to, understand the numbers and understand how you got there and understand, you know, how you can continue to improve, right? Uh, Specifically with, you know, profit percentages, right? Yeah, exactly. And I thought with the easy approach of here's what it's going to cost for one month and here's the time I'm going to give you within that one month and here's how we're going to do it. I thought, well, okay, I'll cough up a one month fee and you know, you got four work, you got four weeks to prove your worth, Harley. <laughs> and within four meetings, it was like, all right, let's do it another month. Yeah. Like, here, here's the check. Let's go. Let's go another month. And, uh, what month was it Harley? Like maybe month two and a half where I had like a freak out moment of where I just was like, ah, I don't know if, 
if this is right. I don't know what it was. Something was happening where it just didn't, something wasn't clicking. And I, yeah. Went, uh, do you recall that phone call? Oh yeah, uh, I do. Uh, and you had uh, a pretty good come to Jesus moment with me. Yeah. It's uh, it, you know, I've done this now for almost four years working with business owners, Luke. Um, and I've noticed a trend where in the first month, two months, three months, there's typically a, a call or something I have to have with them Yeah. where they, they want to grow and they want to have the success, but I don't know anybody that's tried to improve themselves or find success also finds for whatever reason, more hurdles they have to jump past Mm -hmm. that just weren't there before, you know, because they're confronting problems that they didn't know that they needed to confront or didn't have to confront or avoid it, you know, because they, they weren't trying to improve themselves. So about a month and a half into it. Yeah. Brent, you're calling me and be like, Hey man, I just, I don't know. I I'm the more I dig into it, the more problems I feel like I'm finding. This is really annoying. Do I even want to grow this business? Like just God almighty. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know if you remember what kept you going here for now eight months, Brent, uh, or you can speak to that. But we, we've gotten past it, and we've got some really cool things to talk about now. So I, I, I like how you mentioned that, like after a few months of and you know working with a contractor and and really development on all levels. I, I I think development. Anytime we do something hard you have that resistance uh, that's just out there, you know, and it's in, it's in your mind. It's in your, you know, it's, it's in you, right. It's this resistance. Ah, yeah. it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> I wanted to go back to my comfortable maintain mode. Yeah. You can quote me on that. You could talk to all my staff. I use the phrase guys. All we got to do is just maintain what I've created and we'll all be fine. Just maintain what I've created. Yeah. And then these goals and growth gets presented in front of me in a clear path. No, not a clear path. I mean, it wasn't clear to me, but Harley has the vision, Uh the knowledge. And all I had to do was submit, Mm. if you will, to, following the system and it scared the crap out of me, you know, because it was work. It yeah. is work. Yeah. And I had enough work. I had enough irons in the fire. Like, like I need more work. Right. <laughs> well, let's talk about systems for just one second. Cause you know, when it comes to the numbers and really your main goal, we remember, I'm sure Harley mm-hmm. had a system and Harley, can you walk us through your system for helping a contractor, uh, learn and determine, you know, the price they should be charging. What, how do you approach that? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, specifically for Brent, he was already doing financially fine because mm. every month would come by, he's continuing to get more business and, uh, so you're showing off your sunroof there. That's nice. And I crying. thought it would add better <laughs> light, but it's better dark. <laughs> <laughs> Not showing off. But, uh, um, but we, what we did was we simply started to implement a system called Profit First. Okay. Which is just a fabulous system for anybody to use, even if you think you're doing well or you feel like you're not making any money at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highly suggest anybody listening to this order Profit First. The uh, main author is Mike McCallowitz. 
um, that we follow and we're actually certified to teach this to business owners. Mm-hmm. Um, but we implement this system where essentially whenever a check comes in, we are always setting aside something to the profits before it could get eaten up by any of the expenses. Yeah. And, and we did something extra with Brent where we actually set up a separate account to store the material expense mm-hmm. of what he had budgeted for his job mm-hmm. prior to anything else happen. Okay. So now anything that's in the OPEX is just covering overhead and labor. Yeah. And he also sees what's in his profits and he always has money for materials. It's right there in a bank account. Yeah. So it just makes it super easy to manage cash flow. Um, so that's a specific system that we did for them. Um, there's probably some better details that any other guy could use here that would be helpful because with any system, whether it's managing cash flow or making sure an office person does their good work or making sure their guys know how to complete some kind of job, the business exists to serve you Hmm. and your goals. And if your goals are just to grow a business for the heck of it or to have a business, you got to think bigger than that because there's a lot of business owners out there where they're owning things like Jimmy John's or little Caesars where they, they don't care about pizza. Mm. What, what they care about is building a, uh, building a war chest of wealth to fund their, fund their kids college sure, sure. or funding their retirement or yeah. finally getting that boat or a yacht or whatever, or yeah. like a nice big deck, which Brent can show you photos about. He's got a nice deck in the backyard now. Nice. Uh, but, uh, the business exists to serve you, and if it's not, and it's it's not serving you when it's not profitable, mm-hmm. or you don't even know if it's profitable. So, uh, if you care about having a company that scales and truly lasts for the long haul, um, then you'll want to care about what your net profits are, even if you're not a math guy or you're not a numbers guy. You're going to get someone like myself or a really good CPA or a really good bookkeeper to figure this out. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know, there, there's more details we could talk about, about like, like ed- edging up to being able to be a profitable contractor or knowing what your pricing should be. But that's, that, that's essentially what people were working on with Brent. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, the profit okay. first would be one system we implemented. The next would be the systems within the crew. So, you know, that's me personally. Mm-hmm. a system we implemented into the financing end. But then I think something remarkable that Harley was able to do with me, and I think this could apply to a lot of guys because we're attracting new guys here, and I'm bringing on new guys that have zero experience mm-hmm. but appear to have really good work ethic. So what am I going to do? Am I going to spend all this time with every new guy that comes in and explain to them how it needs to happen. I thought this was an impossible task and we worked on this for quite a few phone calls. The way that Harley extracted information out of my brain and put it on paper, I didn't, I still look at this paperwork hardly going, how did we get that on paper? And I'll give you an example. And, and I'd be happy to share this too, Luke. Um, okay, great. The yeah. systems and procedures from, this is to my employees now, right? My installers. 
We start at 7.30, right? What do we do at 7.30? Well, before implementing the system, they'd stand around and wait for me to make point and direct and tell them where to go. And I had to do that every morning. I'd, Ben, you go here, Nate, you're going there. Hey, you want to go clean out the van from yesterday? Now it's on a piece of paper and everybody understands when you punch in at 7.30, you are expected to be getting the van ready to, the van is completely dialed in and it's organized, but it's a mess from yesterday. It's on paper. You Don't wait for me to tell you what to do. Go to the van, start cleaning it. The work orders go here. Grab a work order, start loading the materials for the job that day. And then here's the part that I thought could never happen. Harley asks me, and Harley has no flooring installation experience. So I think, like, Harley's asking me these questions that, like, dude, you you don't get it. He's asking me, how do you install tile, Brent? How do you install tile? What kind? Where? On what? Vertically? On the floor? In a shower? And and I'm just, my mind's blown that he can ask me, you know, that's like the customer calling up saying, how much do you charge a square foot? (laughs) What? Where? You know? We got it on paper. How do you install a tile? Well, here's how you start a tile job. And here's how you finish a tile job. And it's not like I'm, we're explaining like how to mix mud, but we broke it down to how do you install tile? No, no, no. How is it titled? Um, how do you, start how do you, how do you start a job? There you go. Before you can install a tile, yeah. you got to, start a job, right? So you get to work at 7.30 and you load up the van. You read the work order of where we're going, okay, load the materials. Then we get to the client's home, meet them, greet them, figure out if you need to lock up, if you need to, if they have questions about when we're coming back, get all these things out of the way. And these are just things that I'm doing on a daily basis, and I don't even realize they're repetitious. Mm-hmm. And by me just having conversations just like this, Harley's like making notes, one, two, three. And he goes, okay, so what are you going to do if you're tiling a backsplash? Well, we're going to find the easiest access to the backsplash. Okay, then what? Well, then we're going to put down drop claws from the garage door or that entryway point to our workspace. Okay, then what? Then we're going to cover the countertops. Okay, then what? Well, we're going to figure out, are we setting the wet saw up on the front sidewalk or in the garage? Okay, great. Determine that. We got it all on a sheet. Exactly. I don't have to say squat in the morning. The guys know exactly what's expected of them. And how you, I think of it, it's so simple now, Harley, but I couldn't, I thought it was a joke when you asked me, how do you start a tile job? I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're asking me like this. Yeah. You were, you were probably thinking like, Hey, stay out of the tile thing. I got this covered. You're, you, I hired you to help me with the numbers and the business. And what does this have to do with business? And, and what it has to do is 
it is it is um, it is simple, right? It sounds simple. It, it, any anybody you're paying to install tile already knows how to install tile, but you've created a system and a process to where you don't have to be there at seven thirty in the morning, like you said, to say, "All right, you, you you don't have to give them permission anymore. You don't have to be the one pointing." Which that's the comfort zone, right? That is what most contractors will hang on to. Some of them will hang on to it forever to the detriment of the business because it really restricts the business. It restricts your family life. I mean, what do you do when you go on vacation? You hope and pray that somebody does what they're supposed to do, but you're not there to tell them what to do to, to go to the job. So you've created a system and a checklist. Yes, we we protect the countertops. Yes, we vacuum. Yes, you know, oh yeah, and we all need those business owners. I mean, everybody needs those, right? And it's not so it's not a matter of, oh, you're you don't get it, you don't know how to do it. It's like, no, I need a reminder to, you know, go to the gym. I need a reminder to, you know, brush my teeth sometimes. <laughs> it's like it's like those little tiny things that you, you know, when it comes to business and employees and and chaos throughout the day that you really it, it really makes a difference. I yeah. want to wrap back around to systems because I'm already hearing objections from guys listening to this show Yeah, of like, oh my gosh, no way. Yeah. Um, but you talked about the little things and trying to remember those and keep track of what's going on. A big thing Brent and I worked on is something else that's really simple that a lot of people hear about, but nobody consistently does it, is having a good calendar mm-hmm. to manage your time and using a to-do list to be able to track the items on your checklist to as simple as a paper to-do list. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need an app. Just get it on a paper and plan it. Yeah. Um, and one piece of paper. Yes. Not multiple post-it notes everywhere. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I feel like no. you're talking to me. Uh, no, yeah, not multiple. Like one paper book that is attached to you as much as your cell phone in your pocket. Mm-hmm. That is your go-to for everything. Everything's right there. Interesting. That's cool. And I lose it often. Cause I was just about to ask like, Oh, what calendar app are you using? <laughs> well, I mean, you can use whatever you want. Sure, sure, um, I understand. My big point, my big point is you got to use one. You got to use what works. Uh-huh. Yeah. One, one, one calendar. Okay. Pick one. You, you got one life. So why are you trying to split up work and life and other random things and all these different calendars? It distracts the focus. Yeah. But there's already so, like uh, a big quote we use in the office is uh, the pen is for memory and the mind is for execution. Nice. So you write stuff down on a calendar and then write stuff on a to-do list. So your mind is freed up to think about solving problems instead of trying to remember to call those people that you send estimates to so that you can actually close them, you know? Yeah. You just have it on a list. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Get it out of your mind and and on the paper. If, if I could go back to the systems though, there were objections I heard in my head. Oh yeah, absolutely. uh, Where one of them was, well, I mean, like I I could just imagine contractors saying, well, Sure, I could write up this stuff. Well, first of all, I don't even have the time to write up all this stuff. You want me to just sit there and come up with this stuff in a brainstorm session? I got work to do. Um, And then the second thing is, sure, even if I created these checklists, I don't feel like my guys are going to follow it. They're like, I can barely get them to do anything throughout their day. Like, I I have to be there to give them orders and everything. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, and all, all these problems, the reason why systems are even a thing that we talk about is because this is what the best businesses do. Mm-hmm. Like, how the heck can McDonald's create all of these restaurant locations and have – I mean, they've got lists for everything about how you do anything in a McDonald's, in a Jimmy John's, in a, in a Domino's, in a, in a Ben Franken plumbing. I mean, this is not, this is where every business does systems Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, contractors say this excuse of like, Oh my gosh, it's so complex. I have all these years of experience doing this. Well, here's the problem. We have a national hiring shortage for everybody and before the pandemic, it was already hard to find really capable people. Mm. So what we have to do is we have to we have to realize, take in the reality that, wow, that perfect guy that has several years of experience and is a great dude probably isn't out there. <laughs> and, if, and if they are, it's going to take forever. And they'll probably leave and go somewhere else by the time I find the next guy, which is why all these contractors are stuck at their level of just one or two guys, Mm -hmm. which a big win for Brent is because he's leaned into all this stuff and implemented systems and done all these things. He's got the biggest crew that he's had. Like you're almost, I mean, by February, you're going to be at 10 people, right? I'll have nine on payroll in February. Nice. Possibly 10. We're still working on the 10th, possibly 10th. Congratulations. Yeah, that's the biggest his team has been since the recession in 2008. Wow, yeah. That's great. It's it's crazy good, and he's not getting any less busy. Right. Uh, He's only getting busier, and his work is remarkable. One of the things that's remarkable is that it's public. So if you go and Google him, he's got way more reviews and he's got a way better looking platform for himself online than anybody else. So, I mean, he's just getting more people to just check him out randomly that haven't talked with him or didn't talk to a referral. Um, and so, uh, the, these excuses that we come up with in our head are, you just got to get past them and you just got to say, man, these are what the best businesses do. So even if I think it's impossible, I got to know it was possible for somebody. So I, I got to figure this out because this is just what has to happen. Mm. I would say I question, I, I bucked everything Harley told me because it sure. went against my comfort zone and that's not going to work. That's not how you do it here, man. You're, you're way over there. I'm here in small town, Silver Lake. That's not how that ain't going to work. <laughs> And as I started to just fall into it, I've now learned to just go with it. Just just wow. embrace it. Um, I may have had these ideas and I never knew how to execute them or Harley has a lot of ideas I never had. Mm. And even when he says them, I'm, I'm like, I don't know that I want to implement it like that into my company. Right. But I've learned to just go with it, and well, it see, works out. Oh, here's the coolest part, Brett, is because you said this, like, I'm in small-town Silver Lake. Right. Nobody else is doing this. I haven't been doing this. Why am I going to do this? Uh, well, 
it's because no one else is doing this yeah. that you yeah. should do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's going to make you remarkable. That's yeah. what's going to keep these people on staff. That's, that's another thing too. Like you, you could talk about implementing all this stuff with checklists and guidelines and rules and stuff. And you know, these other contractors might think, well, my guys aren't going to handle that. They're going to go to some other job where they don't have to be taking orders like this. They can keep being who they have been. Yeah. And the biggest thing with Brent that he's been leaning into is we identify core values for what he expects of his team. And he reminds this team of core values regularly with weekly team meetings. And he praises people and challenges them to step up and be better, more capable individuals. And that's the craziest part is that you challenge people to step up. And if they're good character people, a players love that. Yeah. Yeah. They love being able to go and work as a tile contractor, but their life is improving as a result of working as a tile contractor and no one else is doing that. Brent, what, I mean, we've spoken and I, I don't think anybody would argue that the business owner, the contractor is resistant to a lot of these ideas Obviously, it's working out for you, and you you got over that hump, right? How about your team? Were they resistant to these ideas at first, or how did they respond to these ideas of, you know, hey, we're going to do things different from now on? And from what I understand, I mean, it sounds like you're, you, you're actually installing less now than you were last time we talked. I'm still out in the field, Okay. But- we're working on that. That's the whole goal. That's okay. the game plan is to get me out of the field. Um and you've been getting out of the field less. I mean, the last two, three weeks, you've yep. been in the office much more than ever. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, yeah, I have. So how did they handle it? Better than I handled it, to be truthful, because all okay. the pressure was on me sure. to call this meeting at 730, and my office manager does not start until 830. Mm-hmm. All the ins- installation staff starts at 7.30, so I had to ask her to come in an hour earlier on a Monday morning, and she's very vocal that she's not a morning person. So I was scared to death of Kathy going, like, asking her to come in an hour earlier. And that was one of my biggest hang-ups going, like, oh, God, I got to tell Kathy to come in an hour earlier on a Monday. And all these scenarios went through my head, and I had my reply all mentally figured out in my head of when she argues it, and she goes, Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And the guys were already coming in at seven thirty. Now the only difference was, hey guys, let's all huddle together and there's coffee, there's breakfast. What do you what do you guys want for, for breakfast? You know, we got a good little deli gas station here in town. So you want burritos, you want an egg McMuffin? cookies tell me what you want well you'll have it next monday so now they're getting breakfast out of the deal Mm -hmm. and kind of the way that the meetings go briefly is everyone's got we talk about a win first Mm -hmm. we always start on a positive note with a win what in a non-work related can't talk about work okay okay it's a win at home yeah and a lot of the guys are like i didn't do nothing so therefore that was good All right, good. You know, sometimes a, doing nothing of, is a good. lot of R and R. All right, yeah. nobody gets as excited as I do. Let's say, that, which is whatever. But once we move past the wins, then it's like, all right, guys, let's talk about last week, and we always go backwards first. 
what happened last week? What do we need to know? And Kathy's always making the notes as the author's manager. She's as the guys are like, well, we ran out of that molding last week. Oh, I didn't even know that. When were you going to tell me that? Well, they were waiting for the Monday morning meeting. I wish I had known sooner, but yeah, we ran short on a T molding. I need another jolly metal. Okay. Get it going. So we're all Mrs. Jones told me this. Did you know Mrs. Jones wants you to measure her backsplash? Nope. Didn't know that. Okay. So we go backwards and we discuss what could have we done better? You know, what went wrong yeah. last week? What went wrong? Let's dig into it. What do we need to know? All right. Let's talk about this week now. And then the goals for this week. Everyone knows what we're trying to get accomplished. And as Harley mentioned, you know, on occasions we get into like a reminder of the core values. I always try to praise someone on like who's been following the core values of the company. And yeah implementing that system. That's a weekly thing. I couldn't imagine not doing it now. And then everyone has an option to talk and everyone's it, it's creating a team. Everyone realizes they're valued within the company. And some of the cooler things within the company are happening within my own staff. And it's not just me having to do things that's they're more involved in the company. They have a say and why wouldn't they? They're employed here. Why would they not have a say? How have your uh, employees, installers, taken to the idea of you being in the field less? I feel they're embracing it. I feel like they want that to happen for me. So encouragement. That's great. That's really good to Which, hear. And I'm glad I'm glad that's the case. And it often is. And we it, again, we just have to get over that in our own heads as contractors that if you're going to be a business owner and employ 10 people or more, or even five or more, it's really time to start thinking about your ex out of the field, get yourself in the office. Well, I really talk about my goals. So I feel why they're supporting me mm. and not looking at me like lucky guy, you know, I'm stuck here installing. I don't want to see Brent get off his knees. He's got to be down here with us too. Sure. So I feel why I'm getting support from my team is because I talk about my goals. And just to touch on a one goal is I really want to get us into a better location. Mm -hmm. I want better vans. I want to get them in a heated shop. I want to get into a better building and that's better for everybody. Then you're working for my company. That's going to be an asset. You're coming to a place of business. That's just new. Yeah. And that's our next goal. And they know the only way we're going to get to that goal is by them allowing me to get there, you know, yeah. get off my knees and focus on the business. And they seem really encouraging because I'm also talking to them about, I want to see you get off your knees someday. You're not stuck here on your knees till you're crippled. Yeah. I love it. And the next step is like talking a management position. Mm -hmm. So I feel those are a couple of key points of what those are is great. allowing my staff to support me. No, thank you. I appreciate it because that's very valuable information for, for the listeners. Good. Uh, it looked like you were, sorry, sorry. You threw me off there, Harley. 
Inti- oh, you're t- intimidating me over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get my hair is big, but it's, it's okay. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> well, that this is great stuff. I mean, it, it sounds like you're just booming. Uh, you know, and we talked a little bit about pricing, and, and we talked about how you know you, your prices were were good. You know, you were making money. Have you have you noticed any room for improvement? Are you raising your prices? And if so, you know. Where does that put you? Because I know last time we talked, it was you are on the higher end in your small city, small area there. Yeah, so we've raised our prices. Um, You know, we look at all of our projects from an hourly standpoint. You know, I've been doing that for years. I've implemented, you know, we can't just be a flat rate, square foot company. Um, I think the biggest... win that I would like to talk about as far as implementing this profit first is just not and if guys if it seems scary to implement this whole new system of like taking your profit before the job is completed that was so hard for me to wrap my head around and that I mean understand profit first means you take your profit of the job first before you start it. And what does that do? And it's, it forces you because guys, you got to be taking money down. So we're taking half down of a project materials and labor. So on that 50% check, we're Harley, what percentage of profit are we pulling out of a down payment? Oh, oh, you're challenging me right now. I don't have the agenda open. Uh, but uh, we, I think we're now, it's either, I think it's 15% that's taken out going to just profits. It's a little bit less than the final check, um, whether it's 10, 15 or something. It's a little bit less because Brent's also setting aside the materials first mm-hmm. so that he's not having to do the Rob Peter pay Paul situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the profit comes after the, the materials were paid. Yeah, and that was, I mean, yeah. that that's a decision that sure. Brent wanted to do yeah, because yeah, yeah. he just didn't know what, so it's gross how profit. much it's of his the, money was going to materials. So you you're know? taking the gross profit out of the initial deposit, right? Is that how you would say that? or the unit? Um, Not the gross profit, no. Oh, I'm sorry. We're allocating an expense to go into... Uh, how many different accounts? Oh, we've right, because you have like six or seven bank accounts with the profit first model, right? Quite a few bank accounts. Correct. So, I, okay, I, I see what you're saying. So, they're you're just allocating so the monies, just, the monies, and where they go. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And we'll it's um, here. We go. Here's the notes. So, um, for down payment checks, you send whatever's necessary for the job to the materials account. Uh, just so that you're not doing the Rob Peter PayPal situation. Sure. sure. Uh, then split up whatever's left over for these percentages. Uh, he started with like five or ten percent going to profits, um, and then we had some percentages going to taxes, and the rest going into just everything else. And then the final payment check, he splits up more going to the profits, and still has some going to taxes, and then overall expenses. Um, but now, like, like Brent was just confessing to me like a couple weeks ago, like, hey, we got so much money in our taxes right now. Like, this is 
like we're not going to pay anything near this. So, um, so we've been ramping up with been going to the profits now. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the fun part is that you implement profit first and you're consistent with it. It only gets nicer where you see more money in that bank account. And it's like, wow. Okay. That's, that's really fun. I just get to see like $50,000 there. It's not supposed to go anywhere. Yeah. That, that blows people's minds. It's supposed to be all bundled in one account. You know, it's like you feel warm and fuzzy when it's in all one checking account. And you go, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. I like to see it all together. Wait, divide it up into five subcategories? Why? Yeah. Uh, I want to see it totaled. Yeah, no. Yeah. That, just because that makes you feel warm and fuzzy, what's that one account? show you nothing, dissect it and pull it apart. Mm. And I got to talk about a big win that we just discovered two weeks ago where the profit first just hit home for me. We did a pre tax appointment with my CPA because mm. I knew we were doing better than last year and I didn't want to get caught off guard with any taxes at the end of the year. So I, emailed over my QuickBooks, a CPA file. He looked at it and he calls me back and, you know, I pay my quarterly taxes based upon a 10% growth of the last year. Cause I'm always hopeful that I'm going to do 10% more than the year before. Mm-hmm. So I'm paying my quarterlies based off of a 10% growth of last year. Mm-hmm. And we've already paid in our fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. So we should based upon last year, be zero. I should have a year-end tax appointment saying, Brent, you don't know anything in taxes. Right. You know what he tells me? You got money back. What? Brent, you owe $15,000 in taxes. You have, you've, I made $70,000 more than last year. Sure. And that's not growth. That's not growth income. That's what I'll be claiming. Okay. So thanks to profit first, guess what? There was all that money yeah. sitting in the tax account. And gotcha. like I've been telling Harley going, Harley, man, there's just, I just think there's too much money in taxes. I paid my quarterlies. Mm. I'm paid up. I think we're good. Okay. Have a meeting with your CPA. <laughs> CPA tells me, yeah. Brent, you owe 15K. You mean we're doing that much better? And he's like, well, you know, you're 70 grand up. Oh. And that's, okay. that's net. It's, that's right, net. Right. Sure. So sure. way more in total revenue. Sure. That sure we'll find sure. out at the end of the year. So. So, so, and it was there. So it doesn't even feel painful. I, I hung up the phone smiling going, <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, because you That's already great. had it allocated. That's I had it allocated. I had it. It's there. Just yeah, yeah. It, it was never mine to touch or own. I love it. I love it. Right? If it was all in one account, you would have spent it on that. You would have spent it I, on something. I would have claimed it as mine. Oh, sure. sure. I would have bought the new truck, right? Yeah, yeah. I would have claimed it as my money. But let's face it, the five Ten percent that we were taking from every check, and we were just putting it in the tax account. And I'm going, Harley, we should dial this back a bit, man. Like, I think we're allocating too much to taxes, which 
we do have more than what we need. That 15 K will not zero me out. It's, it was never mine to own. Let's face it. You yeah. got to pay your dues. Yeah. And yeah. there it was. Take it out of the account, pay your taxes. We're going to be golden. I love it. That's a big win. That's a big win. Cause I don't think most guys when their accountant says you owe 15 grand extra, that could be some devastating news. Yeah, yeah, and they're also probably not chuckling after they talk to their tax guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's and, not a lot of people who say they, they were laughing and smiling after they talked to their tax guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say that I like it. It's not like sure. I want to give that. Yeah, I'd love to keep it. But let's face it, if you're going to play by the rules, you got to pay your taxes. And it didn't Plain It simple. didn't make you anxious. It didn't raise your blood pressure because you knew you knew exactly, you know, you had it. You, you're like, all right. Let's do it. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's there for. That's, mm-hmm. I, I love it. What a win. What a win, guys. Well, this this has been a great idea. Brent, I'm so glad, you know, you, you introduced me to Harley and, and brought him on today. Uh, did we miss anything, Harley? Any any last, you know, words from either of you? Oh, well, uh, I'll let you go first, Brent. You're the star of the show. Uh, any final words? You know, I'm pretty jacked up. I brought the whole team. I brought... You know, I brought everybody to Schluter Systems Part 2. Nice, so, nice. So um, just had a two-day experience with Schluter Systems. I, I brought the team, and that was great. I walked away. You know, I know Schluter Systems. I've been um, pretty loyal with them for about 12 years. So it's not me, Part 2, like, oh, yeah, I learned how to install Curdy better. The networking, gosh, there's some cool things I'm jacked up about that I'm going to implement and got to meet some new people and made a couple new connections mm-hmm. and I was just having fun and I it, it felt it. really cool that I could bring my team there and that's pay huge. them for two days to oh, be man, there. That's huge. And Congratulations. That's, that's an achievement to be proud of. Yeah. Thank you. So, and, and great awesome. leadership, great leadership. I mean, I'm sure they, they had a heck of a time too and, and really appreciated mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we had fun. I know you you ate well, you know, and, and had a nice hotel. Yeah, we ate well. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. ordered top shelf whiskey, you know, nice, for nice. two days. Thanks, Schluter Systems. That's right. <laughs> they don't, they, they, they treat you right. Yeah, they do. Well, um, oh, that's great. Wow, they had a great time out there. Um, yeah, if I could wrap a bow on this whole topic that you have of Absolutely. like how – what can a tile contractor be remarkable? I think hopefully listener, if you're out there, uh, um, which are out there, a lot of people listen to your show. Um, but, uh, if you're, if you're able to learn anything here is that, you know, uh, your company can be remarkable, but it's never going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know. Brent hopefully agrees on this point I'm about to say, but, um, whenever you want to change what's going on in your world, whenever you want to change things in your business, there, there needs to be a change agent, something pushing you because you've been doing it the same for a while now. And whether it's listening to tile money podcasts and being like a, being avid listener here, or it's reading business books, or it's getting someone like myself or like someone at a consulting firm, coaching firm to be like, Hey, this is what you got to do. Um, you need that voice of accountability to push you to do things that you yourself may not be comfortable with. I mean, I got to do this with myself. 
You know, I, you got to have good, good people around you to push you positively. Um, and so if you're, if you're listening to Brent's story here, you like all the successes and you want to know more about how the heck he's been able to do this. If you're listening, you're a tile guy. I'm happy to share anything that Brent has done and share copies of that for you so that you can just implement it. Mm. Um, but I'd also like for you to just go to redmondgrowth.com uh, or just, heck, my cell phone number uh, is 972-207-3100. Text me if you're interested in doing this, and I'd be happy to talk with you for an hour, hear about your business, what's going on, and tell you the pathway that's worked for Brent and works works with uh, almost 150 guys that we work with now. Yeah. Um, all in all sorts of different business industries because you, you want to be remarkable. You want to have a business you're proud of. You want to have a business that employees are looking at or prospects are looking at yeah. and think that you're a remarkable company to work for so that they stay with you. Um, and I, we'd love to help you with that. So again, my number is 972-207-3100. Hit me up. And uh, I'm happy to give you anything you need in order for you to succeed. So we'll, we'll, we'll put that phone number as well as the, the website link in the show notes, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening in your podcast player so that you can just text Harley uh, or, or email him, get on their website and check them out. So once again, guys, this has been really a, a great show. I really appreciate all the, all the knowledge you shared. And I want to celebrate with your success and, and drink some of that top scotch uh, whiskey with you one day, Brent. Looking forward to doing that. Likewise, Luke. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been just a pleasure chatting with you. And just doing this just gets me more fired up just to come to work tomorrow and just be excited where I'm at. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll do it again. Totally. Total shout out to Brent here. He's over there. Uh, Brent, because uh, he's the guy that's leaned in. Yeah. And he's got the biggest crew that he's ever had. He's making more than he's ever made. He's keeping that money. And his business is exciting now, mm, which yeah. is awesome. So he's a purple cow. Yes, he's the purple cow. Congratulations <laughs> to you, Brent. You're going to have a crazy year next year. Awesome. All right. Awesome. I love it. Can't wait. All right, gentlemen. Well, you have a good day. All right, Tile friends, I hope you enjoyed getting to know Brent a little bit better, as well as Harley, his uh, business mentor, who he's been work- they've been working together. And I-, I thought it was a really great conversation, very insightful to the power of, you know, putting some money where your mouth is and hiring somebody to help you with your business. So if you're on the fence about it, give me a call and we can talk about uh, different options that you might have when it comes to that. All right, Tile friends, well, listen. If you want to stay in touch with all things Tile Money and Luke Miller, the best way to do that is to subscribe to our mailing list, uh, email list. You can find that at tilemoney.com. Link is in the show notes. Uh, Follow me on social media, at Tile Money, pretty much everywhere. On TikTok, I'm getting started over there. All right, Tile friends, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook every day. I'm easy to get a hold of. You can call me, 831-588-0417. Give me a text. Please stay profitable, Tile friends. All right, over and out. We'll talk to you next week. Hope you're all having a great, happy, positive week. Talk to you soon.